0: That is a terrible plan, Brett. We'll say something wrong, and then we'll get lambasted somewhere. <laughs> is that how
1: again. you pronounce that? I've never seen that word pronounced.
0: Yeah, lambasted. That was lambasted. How does that... Okay, hold on. B-A-S-T-E. That's the word based, is it not? Yeah, yeah, but it's not English. It's German, right? I thought it pretty... was French. I'm looking this up now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Lambast. Right? The line over the A is A. No, it's aced. Damn it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) It is from Word Origin. It is English, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 122 of Line of Sight. This is Jaden, also known as Brett or Chandler, depending on how well you listen to us, and I'm also here with Brett, also known as Chandler, also known as Chandler or Jaden. I don't think anyone's called me Jaden yet. I mean, they Uh, they, yeah, no, they did today. That happened today. Yeah, but they thought I did your content. No, they (laughs) thought you were me. Oh, that's funny. In, In the content that I made. Yes.
1: Well, yeah. you were playing Circle, right? I I'm was. the only one who's I'm the only one on this podcast who's ever played Circle.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think between the three of us we have like 8 years, 10 years of Circle experience and I've only played the game for 6 years, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway. Um yeah, so uh for those of you that maybe haven't seen it because you're not part of this particular group, uh somebody in the Infernal's Facebook page today thought that brett was me or i was brett or vice versa well,
1: yeah it was great <laughs> they voted as they didn't say line of sight made this awesome video on how to double helm out. they said brett made this awesome video <laughs> yeah
0: i mean to be fair it has the druid's dice logo on it so it's not really line of sight ish well, but it's on our site but, but it's on our YouTube channel that oh, Chandler okay. didn't know we had.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, the point is, we're content creation masters. We
0: are barely <laughs> clear
1: at explaining who did what, and everyone knows that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which is why whenever you, you or Chandler steal my armies and walk around the conventions, they all assume I'm you. Or you're me. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> that's the identifiable part.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Chandler, Yeah, when Chandler stole my Grimkin for like... Eight months, a couple years ago, six months, a couple years ago. Uh, Apparently, he just got approached at tournaments everywhere, and was like, "Oh, Jaden, I love your stuff." And he just has to be like, "I'm, I'm, I'm Chandler." (laughs) Like, "Oh, I love your stuff too," (laughs) in that like slightly disappointed voice. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe (laughs) I I wasn't there. Obviously, how would I know? right. Anyway, so. so
1: we do have news, technically.
0: Yeah, we do. Um, so, War Table is going live next Wednesday on May 20th, which is five days from the day we're recording this. And I'm going to try and drop it within like a day of us recording it. So, like four days from whenever you listen to this, hopefully. Um, yep. War Table is a web browser based uh, board game simulation program that is really, really, really amazing, and will hopefully obsoletize Vassal and um, Tabletop Simulator as a way to so play a War Machine. We, we've
1: done several streams going through what makes it so cool. Um, but the main highlights are, A, it's browser-based, which means there's nothing to install or update. Um, and you can play it on your iPad. And you can play it on yeah, any device. I've been doing most of the development on my phone. Yep. Um, you, it, it, it will automatically deploy your army if you uh, just put in a list from Conflict Chamber. Okay. Um, and it will, uh, and play is really smooth um, because the, primarily because um, uh, every this time you, between
0: models are continuously shown. Yes.
1: Every okay. time you move a model, every time you select a model, it'll show you the distance between that model and every other model on the table, yep. um, which with the way human brains works mean you are able to focus on just one number at a time and you'll, you're able to like pick out that number
0: out of the sea of numbers really, really well. Yep. Um, the other other thing is that because it's web web based and uh, Lars is hosting it through some ridiculous supercomputer server thing, uh, there's basically not going to be crashes like hardly ever. Well, as opposed to Vassal, which crashes like all about the time. thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. It, it, so the way
1: I understand it is that it's actually so all the so uh, he makes all of the interaction on the browser side. So it's just between your computer and your friend's computer. Yeah. Um, everything that's stored server side is a text file. So, like, he said all the data that's ever been produced by the program since it started doing Judgment has amounted to 45 megabytes. And for
0: (laughs) reference, I've played 80 games of Judgment on it at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe more, and I know there's other people who've played comparable numbers to that. So, like, it's probably close to a thousand games of Judgment data on there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um... Seems good. Anyway, so and and it'll also auto save your games. Oh yeah, uh, it auto saves your games. You can rejoin them. You can invite people to watch. You can, like, it does everything. And we want to do more. (laughs) Yeah, and like, here's the thing: this app has been around, or this this particular portion of War Table has been around for nine days as of this recording so this is just the beginning uh the judgment module the models are like smart they track when they've activated they track what damage they do and what they take um they track the dice rolls for you so that you can like exchange dice or re-roll dice that you want to keep or don't want to keep um and it's also got the cards in the app i don't think that's going to happen for the war machine module unless privateer press realizes what a tremendous boon this is to their game and 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 officially a, endorses it. we get a second sponsored by? <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, it might have a second sponsored by by the time we're done with it, because I'm hoping to throw some sponsorship there away from us. But, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but, yeah, we've been doing a ton of data entry, um, and we've been doing, jane has been doing some art. Um, and uh, actually, the reason that we're bringing up this topic um, is because we've been working on preloading tables for everyone to play on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the topic for today is... How to, how to build a, t- a table full of terrain and do's and don'ts and good advice. Um, a lot of Specifically
0: this... for Steamroller Play.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, for Steamroller Play. So yes, normal
0: 75 point. Yeah. Oh, I have one other piece of news, actually. Oh, you do? My apologies. Um, that I've totally spaced on and I might not maybe supposed to be telling about yet. <laughs> but um, I've written a narrative scenario that's going to be on an Insider in the next week or two. Ooh. Yeah. That's it's, cool. It's called Warp, uh, Battle Plague. Oh, God.
1: Too soon.
0: Or right? exactly perfect. Anyway, it looks really fun. Uh, I've played a couple of sort of games against myself to make sure that you can't break it too badly because that's what War Machine players do. But it's also, like, extremely casual. It's a 50-point scenario, which I actually quite love about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm I'm going to hopefully have time to write a battle report that will go with it right after the insider goes up and I hope everybody tries it out.
1: So I like that they noticed that you've been playing like Big Game Hunter and all the all the narrative scenarios that you've been talking about.
0: Yeah, well yeah, Big Game Hunter is, or Trophy Kill is super duper fun. My wife and I actually played that together, and she doesn't play War Machine because she hates <laughs> losing, but this was sweet because we got to play together, and then we both got to lose. <laughs> yeah, did she lose to Zapdos? <laughs> yeah, we both lost to Zapdos because let me tell you when all you have is single box infantry, and you have 20 <laughs> points of infantry each, and the Jarg has 20 or twice as many health, and as it loses systems, instead of losing the dice, it gets the dice. Um, <laughs> And every time you do more than ten damage to it with one attack, it tramples in the direction that it got attacked, and it doesn't take free strikes. <laughs> uh, and then add to that that it's got plasma nimbus, and that at a certain point all of the dice on it are boosted, and <laughs> suddenly the storm raptor pre-buff, mind you, this was like a year, two years ago almost, uh, is the hardest Gargantuan to beat in the game. <laughs> so hopefully we have some bonus cut kind about of pronunciation because I love that you're saying gargantuan. <laughs> Is it not gargantuan? No,
1: it's gargantuan. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's a different root than giant. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking it up.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Gosh
1: dang it. <laughs> yes! We're one in one. Alright, we need one more
0: unpronounceable word. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh this is based off of a name okay <laughs> that's that's okay whatever <laughs> anyway um so yes we're talking about terrain today <laughs> <laughs> and and the reason i brought
1: up the board table is because we've been designing the tables for it and really the last thing we're waiting on is terrain art and finalize of these maps um
0: uh, there's a couple of ui things that i think we're waiting on still as well but
1: yeah 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 yeah. These are the things that I'm doing. <laughs> I don't care about <laughs> anyone else.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. All right. So, uh, if you've ever wondered why um, why making your tables have impactful terrain is hard, it's because it's hard. <laughs> well, yeah. So here, like, I wrote down
1: a quick outline in which there are seven topics, of which one can be finished in like a couple sentences. <laughs> sure. Okay, so let's start with that one. That was the easy one. Okay. So, what are what are the hard and fast requirements in Steamroller? Yeah. Uh, so, first one is they recommend uh, eight pieces of train uh, between six and eight, um, and they shouldn't be quote insignificantly small or extremely large. So these are just recommendations. Um, but you definitely want yeah. They say between three and six inches on each side. Um, yes. That's. that's Definitely a good size for terrain. I
0: like having most of them be like that. I like having one ridiculously massive thing or two. And then I really like having a couple of smaller things. Like three or four things that count as one piece. And they're just sort of spread out a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So
1: if you have just just tiny terrain. And it counts as a full piece of terrain. You end up with the 48 inch board not being covered by meaningful terrain. Um, that's and then the real heaven thing. help
0: you that you're not playing against Sloan.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um Probably the most important rule is they differentiate between unrestricted and restricted terrain. Uh, (laughs) Restricted terrain are things that Colossals can't stand on, and also hazards, um, because hazards are funny. Um, I put a lot of hazards in. I probably have to delete like half of them. Um, uh, So the idea with restricted terrain is that you don't put restricted terrain within five inches of any other restricted piece of terrain. You'll notice that's exactly or approximately the size of a huge base
0: yep restricted terrain is things like obstacles obstructions um hazards i guess um although i've literally never followed that rule with hazards yeah typically i just sort of like i've got three of the resin fire things from privateer press and i just roll my d8 and be like all right which terrains are on fire yeah so the way that works is you actually make it burning earth and you combine it with that terrain so like it's a cloud
1: and a thing and well it's also rough terrain so like, is yeah, it really? Br- yeah, that, oh, that, I have not played it like that. Yeah, me neither. Uh, okay, so such as a burning earth forest, such as combination counts as a single piece of terrain, and it's considered restricted. So like, it says, yeah, the only way it, the only way you can add that modifier is to combine hazard terrain, and it specifically says burning earth forest. So like, does that
0: mean if you have like burning earth smoke that it's rough terrain? I don't, I don't think th- so. I don't think so. Because like. I've played on burning trenches and stuff in the Iron Gauntlet, and they weren't rough terrain. Well, I mean, you and your opponent can agree on anything. That's true. I, I, I don't think that they should be rough terrain unless the, the thing underneath the fire is rough terrain.
1: Yeah, but we do know that it, it turns it into a cloud.
0: Yes, it does yeah. do that. So well, and why, that why, we, two why and we, grail can windblast it off the table. Yeah. And-
1: so why would we picking up one, one rule and not the other? <laughs> Uh, cause nobody's ever used that
2: rule? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's,
1: yeah, well, so yeah, welcome to the world of, uh, terrain, uh, where all, all the rules are made up and nobody knows them. <laughs> nobody knows them. For example, I, to this day, I cannot get obstacles and obstructions correct. I keep be- Red, mixing them up.
0: Wall is a linear obstacle. Yeah, but you
1: can, your mnemonic because... doesn't work because yeah, they no, both if, start if, with obst. Yeah,
0: no, know, here's the, here's the, here's the reason. A linear obstacle would be like a hurdle that you'd run over in an obstacle course.
1: Okay, okay. But an obstruction is also something that's obstructing your way in an obstacle course.
0: But it's not like a hurdle, which is what a wall is.
1: The the point I'm trying to make is, (laughs) using synonyms that start with the same four letters (laughs) (laughs) makes it really hard for me, okay? (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Um, and so when when the war table maps come out and obstacles are labeled as obstructions, obstructions labeled as obstacles, that's why
0: it, it's Brett's <laughs> fault. <laughs> um, and uh, they also f- actually, now that you've said that, I should probably go through these and make sure that you didn't screw any of them up.
1: Oh, I screwed up like half of them. Okay, I, like I've seen it, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Okay, um, it's no. Uh, the the other thing that they recommend from the steamroller document is the um, is having at least two line of sight blocking terrain, and I think. Actually, two is on an extremely low end. I think line blocking terrain is among the most important terrain that you should be putting yeah. out.
0: I like having three pieces minimum. Yeah. And I um, like to have it mostly on the center line.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, that's one of the things um, is that so there are two ways to make terrain useless. One is to have it too small or too little of it, so you can just kind of ignore it and walk around it. The other is if it's near the edges of the table. Now, yep. King of the Hill is trying to, you know, help you with this by having terrain that literally touches the edge of the table.
0: Well, but terrain terrain itself also has a specific rule in the Steamroller packet that says terrain may not be placed within six inches of a table edge.
1: Okay, well, that's that's a good recommendation for what I'm about to say, yep. which is that you should make sure that it's in the center of the table. It shouldn't. I try and put it in the kill box, so more than twelve inches away from either back edge and yeah, outside of six at the sides.
0: Yeah. Yep, and you also got to think about, like, uh, there's some scenarios where... Well, most scenarios have a really important thing that you should block line of side two in the exact center of the table. The only one that I can think of that doesn't is spread the net.
1: No, well, I mean, that's... A, but having a blocking piece of terrain in the center is really good for controlling that circle.
0: Yep. Uh, or for contesting it. Or... Yeah. Yep, so... I really like having at least one line of sight blocking piece in the center, or if it's not going to be in the center, I like to have two within six inches of the center.
1: Well, yeah. So I do it kind of offset, right? Because you can't overlap the flag in King of the Hill.
0: You can if it's a forest.
1: Oh, sure. But well, I like it. So, okay. So eh, we'll get to that later. Uh, okay. So the next thing I was going to talk about is huge bases. Um, huge bases are by far the most uh, meaningful part. Like So... Ironically, they don't interact with the line of sight rules at all, but um, if you're placing out obstacles or obstructions, uh, huge bases care about them quite a lot. Um, yes. Because their speed is usually about a base size, um, it, it can be really annoying to try and get over a wall. They usually have to like charge or run. Like, yeah. And that's if they start base-to-base with it. If it's well, sideways... Yeah, if they sh- yeah, or if start
0: base-to-base with so it, almost none of them can get over it. You have to be speed six or faster. Right.
1: Yep. Um and like if it's sideways or if it's in a critical contesting point where you can't land on it, or like yeah, it's like exactly within four inches. My of the flag. favorite
0: thing to do to colossals is to put something that's not gonna die to random guns if they're like behind a wall-ish, like two and a half inches away from the the uh the the wall and just be like, All right, you gotta charge this with that other thing and then your colossal still can't come over the wall, so whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, and so putting multiple pieces of obstacles or obstruction on the table can make it so that you have to determine where where your huge base wants to be really, really early in the game, and yep. the opponent opposing player can then say, well, I don't think he can put his colossal on this side of the table, or else I won't be able to interact with the scenario.
0: Right. Super random plug. I've written two articles about this, uh, looking <laughs> at the board from turn one. They're... It's called like scenario terrain and deployment and reading the turn from or reading the game from turn one. If you go to our website and search for them, they will pop up.
1: Well, and Jane will be nice enough to link
0: them in the article notes. That is a very, very, very possible but not guaranteed <laughs> to happen. Yeah, but now that I said it, you have to do it. You underestimate <laughs> the number I, of times we've said we'll link that in the show notes and then sure haven't. Uh, and I like that you won't even edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh well, at this point, it's too much stuff to edit out because <laughs> try, trying to find a natural transition back into the cast is is going to be hard. Gosh, dang it, Brett! <laughs>
2: I'll
0: do my best, guys. We'll see. Um, and okay, so that, that I think
1: we've covered this next one. I was going to talk about the side terrain and which ones are really important. Um, I find that. Um, things like water and trench and the new tall grass are some of the least impactful. And I try and use those the least. Um, They don't block line of sight. They don't stop movement. Um, Lots of rules let you see like clouds, especially like doesn't stop movement. It's actually, unless the cloud is um, well-shaped it's really hard to actually block line of sight with a cloud. Um, And then if it's too big, it's really easy for an opposing model to get in and just ignore it completely. Right. Um, Yeah.
0: Um, I think well unless caveat, unless you stick the burning earth moniker onto any of those, then it's then they're interesting.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, yeah, because then they become a cloud and rough terrain, and yeah. Um also so I don't know if you have do you have like a general guidance on like shape of terrain? Um
0: so I like to have this is a good question. I like to have a number of things. I like to have in my arsenal of terrain options a number of like kidney bean shaped pieces because the kidney bean shape means that there is a good side and a bad side to it. There's a side that you can hide in and then there's a side that prevents you from getting uh, line of sight or things um, if like for forests for clouds for those kind of things. Um and then I also like to have, uh, like, for, for pools and for, um, well, I guess pools are the only ones because hills don't matter anymore. Um, but for pools, I like to have, like, roughly teardrop-y shaped things because, again, one side being thicker means that it takes a lot more movement to cross. And I like to place those in positions where if, like, say it's blocking between two different zones, one side will have the, the teardrop- like, the droplet part, and the other one will have, like, the the drip at the top. And so one of those is going to be better than the other one. Um, Buildings, I tend to just like to be square. This is obstructions, Brett. Um, I like to have them typically be square. Or if they're, like, the only interesting thing on one side of the table, it's okay sometimes to have a little nook for them. But if you're going to do that, you should make sure that you're going to Keep them taller than the average warcaster because from all sides, because otherwise, what you end up with is situations where Denny one is sitting in the middle of the table with cover from three quarters of the directions and line of sight to the other quarter of the table and is basically immune to the world. Don't do that. Oh, if you can see over it, yeah, if the warcaster can see over it from like some angle but not from others, so they're completely safe from half the board and then can interact with the other half the board. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's bad. Don't do that. It's really, really bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think that segues us nicely into what, what the. So, if you're looking at choosing a side, what does an advantageous piece of terrain like? What, what positive terrain are you looking for?
0: That's really list subjective uh, and matchup subjective, but in general, there's a couple of things. Um, one is like a wall or a building that gives me a sliver of a zone that I can contest from, that makes it really difficult to get like a warjack or a tough solo like an archon out of. Um, if I see a side of the table where like a building is blocking off, an, sorry, an obstruction <laughs> is blocking off half of the uh, the back edge of a zone, but there's like a half-inch little sliver where an Archon can just park and be either super annoying and then fly over when they need to or, like, just never get killed because they're getting cover from 90% of everywhere. Um, That's really strong. Uh, If there's cloud effects, it depends on what my list is. Sometimes I don't care about them. Sometimes I want them on my side um, to block line of sight. I will actively try to stay away from puddles most of the time because they're just bad for everything that's not Gatorman, or some cricks, or some Pirates. um, like all Pirates now. All Pirates, yeah, sure. Or, you know, Aurora's entire list. Yeah. Um, and then things like Burning Earth, Acid Bath, those kind of things, I typically want on my opponent's side of the table as well. And if there's a critical mass of those things, even if I win the roll-off, I'll probably go second and just take the side I know is better.
1: Yeah. I think another thing is you talked about um, kidney bean shape. So you talked about how there was a good side and a bad side. So you want nooks where like 270 degrees of your model are covered. Mm-hmm. Those are extremely advantageous, especially if they're in a spot that contest scenario or is mm-hmm. a scenario. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you want to avoid wide rounded edges um, for line of sight blockers because those are really really hard to truly block line of sight too.
0: Yeah, because you can get line of sight from because it's a conve- uh, con- convex shape. You can get line of sight drawn to you from a lot of different positions, but it's really hard for you to do anything from Mm -hmm. that point.
2: Um, Look
0: at
1: that. It's just like StarCraft. You want the concave. (laughs)
0: Sure.
1: (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, so in the disadvantageous terrain is uh, basically the opposite of that. It's terrain where it's uh, the edge. You can't stand in a way that can test the scenario and be out of line of sight or behind cover. Right. Um,
0: Like if there's a building that completely blocks off a piece of a zone, and you can't get into it and still have cover from most of the table, that is a bad side of the table. Yeah, you want to avoid that. (laughs) Uh, Or, like, for example, um, say we're on a scenario like Spread the Net, and there's a building behind one of the flags close to a deployment zone, such that in order to be on that flag, you have to be on the opposite side of the building where your opponent can see you. That's bad, too. Yep. (laughs) Stuff
1: like Um, that sucks. Yeah, it's, it's really funny how just like an inch or two of movement can change it too, right? So like, right. If, if, the, if it's a three-inch building that's touching the flag, then both sides are fine because you're protected. Because you can from,
0: contest, yep.
1: Yeah, because you can, you can have a protected solo on the flag who's hiding behind the building, but you can also contest. Um, from the
0: other side. From the
1: other side. However, if you move that two inches away from the flag, now it's only good for the person controlling the flag. Yep. Um, I think another one is... Oh, I, I like doing trap terrain um mm-hmm. this is this is walls that are just out of kill box <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> it's like because walls and trenches are like uh warcasters are drawn to them right they rarely they rarely hinder movement um because mm-hmm. warcasters rarely charge in um and they provide cover which is by far the most valuable um piece of defensive tech other than true line of sight blocking which you mm-hmm. shouldn't give which you shouldn't give to a warcaster right that's just way too powerful if it's yeah
0: if it, if it's if you mess it It up it is it is game altering for sure yeah
1: um but if you put it so the back edge is just out of kill box or just like i hate you so much yeah Um, that works a lot better in physical tables uh on digital tables the kill box is very clearly marked um but in physical tables like oh that wall looks sweet they'll pick it and they'll measure it they go
0: fuck (laughs) yeah see this is why before i choose i measure like at least a dozen things when i'm thinking about table sides it's good practice i'm just like uh is this wall in killbox is this building in killbox is that trench within x number of inches of that flag is this trench or is this forest gonna let me contest the zone while still having three inches of forest between me and the rest of the table or vice versa if i don't want that um stuff like that
1: yeah it's funny forests are only good if they're huge or tiny Right, if yep. they're huge, then you can get the three inches of forest and be blocked for most of it. If they're tiny, you use the can't see completely through forest rule. <laughs> yep.
0: Or if they're just everywhere, like they were at Warfare Weekend a couple of years ago, you play Iona and win.
2: Yay!
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. So okay, the next one is a huge pet peeve of mine. Um, okay. And yep, same. Yeah, symmetric tables. So, um, I believe in Mark three there is an advantage to going first. Um, A lot of lists are still fast. A lot of lists uh, still want to pressure you out of scenario. And um, very few lists or players can handle going to bottom of seven consistently and winning that way. Um, So in order to make up for that, the second player is allowed to choose table sides. If a table is symmetric from a top or bottom perspective... that
0: choice does not matter and it's infuriating.
1: Yes. Um so I'll, this is this is something i put heavily into my maps. I made them highly asymmetric and yes. honestly i i think more than half of my maps are designed in such a way that one side is specifically worse than the other. Yes. Like it has all the rough terrain, it has mm-hmm. none of the awesome like forest blocking spots. Like mm-hmm. like it is heavily skewed in one side's favor. Good.
0: Good. Yeah, no, uh, i think that's exactly how it should be. The the advantage so like I would like in general to see asymmetry, uh, asymmetry asymmetric, asymmetric. Asymmetric.
2: asymmetric, There we there go. go.
0: Asymmetric tables to the point where because I think this is the best way to fix the going first advantage. To be honest, um, except uh, least, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Whatever. We're not talking about that. Thing, <laughs> <so>. um, <laughs> Uh, I think this is the best way to fix the going first advantage in almost all cases without rebalancing models and themes is if people will make tables where one side is significantly better, not a little bit, significantly better. Um,
1: This is actually a cool learning from League of Legends design. So, League of Legends does a lot of really cool, subtle stuff with like moving tiny pieces of the map around just mm-hmm. to increase movement speeds by like a second. Like, yeah, Jota change... does this as well. Okay, yeah, sorry, probably, probably all MOBAs. because probably. because the maps are so heavily like engineered and designed, like they can make these really subtle changes. That do... oh, StarCraft, Bird War is a great example of this. The meta of the game drastically change based on like uh, philosophies and map design, mm-hmm. and so. This is a really great way for the community to make sure that the balance remains stable, right? Because um, I love telling Anima Tactics stories. So uh, Uh, in in Anima Tactics, um, there was a faction where every single model, no matter how melee focused they were, had a gun. And so they were my friends were playing locally, I'm like this faction's okay i mean they're they're I mean they're pretty good, but every time they go online, they're like, "Holy fuck, the elves are unbeatable. Nobody can ever beat the elves they're completely unstoppable, and so they 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 bring their their stuff to Gen con and they get to the Gen con tables, and there's like one building on a three by three for a table, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, I understand now <laughs> yeah. so like the, the the balance of the game can drastically dramatically change um and this is why right. like I, I, like Infinity has such a, like, a, such a rich, like, res- like it's super prescriptive on how you build an infinity table, because if you build an infinity table wrong, the game doesn't function correctly.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, no, it really doesn't, um, yeah. at all. And I think War Machine isn't quite to that point, but it is definitely a consideration.
1: And I think the game can be improved by giving that second player some advantage to make up for the fact that they don't get to go first.
0: Right, yeah, like... There's no reason why the first player should be able to easily clear all of the zones on turn 2 slash 3. Yeah. Um, there, there should be a massive problem with at least one of the scenario elements that's going to make them either commit a ludicrous amount of models and resources to it and still maybe not do it. Um, or just have to play the game in a slightly more honest fashion so that player 2 has... Like, the time to start getting the advantage of scoring an extra time, essentially, um, and all of those other things that come with that. But if, it doesn't matter, like, if you go second, and then literally just can't move.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and there's one awesome thing about digital is uh, because, because it's easy to set up on either side, um, one of my strategies in tournaments is I want to go first and i'm going to put my models physically on the side that i think is better because yep. sometimes my opponent just says eh this side's good enough and doesn't want to move yep. and so like on, on that off chance that i get the better side and get to go first like, right yeah yeah so, it happens so i get so again i think i think it's i think train builders should think for asymmetry i think players should look for asymmetry and if if it's a completely symmetric table, I'm sorry, second player, you got screwed.
0: Yeah. And I think that this is actually a relevant piece of uh, feedback to give your TOs. Um, because I know f- for myself, when I run events, I'm always looking for like, did this go well? What could I have done better? What were things that went really, really badly? Um, and if you've got a TO that just refuses to make asymmetric maps, you, well, you should be bugging them to make asymmetric maps.
1: Okay, you're You're not phrasing it. Right. So it's usually not that they're like, like dead set against it and like throwing a tantrum. It's they're not thinking about it. Right. They're putting terrain out and putting their eight pieces and putting it out so it looks nice. Like it, the, so like, and the next point is also, we were talking with Will, who runs all the tournaments out west with, along with uh, Tyson, mm-hmm. um, and his philosophy on how to build maps is so nuanced and so deep, and all these little tiny subtle things that he adds in that we would never yep. have
0: thought of. Oh, and it was amazing. Reading, yeah. those, reading those synopsis of, of the maps he designed was just like, whoa.
1: Yes, that's number three, synopses.
0: <laughs> Did I see synopsis? I know how to yes! say that word, Josh. Daniel. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I love. I also love that
1: um, the only one that I got wrong was in was in the pre-show. So you have to do a lot of extra work to show people how I was an
2: idiot.
0: <laughs>
1: Just wait. It's gonna start with that, and it's gonna play up like four times,
0: and then you're gonna get the intro from Chandler, and then we're gonna go to the podcast, and I'm gonna edit out all of the times I screwed up. <laughs> It's gonna happen. Just watch.
1: I, I know you're way too lazy for that. <laughs> Actually, not lazy. Busy. There's the same same idea. Um, okay, <laughs> but anyways. So yeah, talking to your CO, TO about some of the small things they can do to improve um, improve terrain layout can greatly improve your tournaments. Yep. And in, and also, tos would love it if you said, "Hey, can I set up the terrain for your entire tournament, and then you come and check sure, make sure it's legal." Because then you're doing work to help them, and you're improving oh, yeah. the environment for everyone. They would
0: love that. They would <laughs> love that. Part of the reason that Will and Tyson recruit me to come and do their dirty work at LVO every year is because Will gets to walk around and go, "Yep, I like most of these tables. You screwed that one up. Go fix it." <laughs> um, okay. And I also think uh, this is
1: this might be a little conspiracy theory, but this is how Seattle plays. Um, Seattle plays super terrain dense, very oh, asymmetric yeah. tables yep. and Seattle's where privateer presses. That's where they do all their play testing. <laughs> so if, if you want to get closer to the, infr- the intended balance of privateer press, which in my opinion is good. Um, then you want to be closer to what they're playing on.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that.
1: Okay. Um, and so the last thing is map flow. This is, Super advanced, never even thought about it before, before a couple days ago when Will brought it up. Um, this is the idea that you should think about how terrain influences how turns 3, 4, and 5 go. So basically, um, the standard flow of a game right, is, is all vertical movement. right? It's all moving forward and doing that. He was talking about making maps where it's difficult to move colossals or huge bases or whatever or things without Pathfinder from a from a piece of scenario that you have completely under control to something it needs to contest or like deal with a problem area Mm -hmm. so it's like it's he like he was talking about how he set up channels basically basically where there's a big obstruction that you can't have the uh the huge face go through um to prevent it from left to right movement yep and yeah sorry did you have something
0: Oh, uh, I was just going to say, I covered this in the, those articles that I may or may not link in the description as well. Uh, <laughs> I talked about it a little bit. Not nearly as advanced as Will did, but it's definitely something I've thought about a fair bit.
1: Yeah, and so this, this is things like if you have tall obstacles rather than wide obstacles, this makes them a lot better for this controlling left-to-right movement. Um, if you have obstacles or rough terrain in the center horizontally but near deployment zones vertically... Mm -hmm. Uh, this this can really mess up someone's game flow right because generally you put your warcaster right in the center If they can't go through it they're like what do i what do i normally do with my warcaster
0: (laughs) right yeah no it's definitely it's definitely the mark of a really excellent table builder and also um like really good players will do will think about this even subconsciously uh as well like this this sort of like game flow progression because like ideally you have a way that you should want the game to progress in your head every turn and sometimes the terrain will just stop you dead like they'll just be like um and I can't cont- I like I mathematically can't get to that right like those are the best kinds of ways to uh to keep your thing safe is if your opponent mathematically cannot roll dice on them they're yeah. not going to die
1: um, well and this is actually a point that jaden brings up all the time is that games are often a one and lost at deployment more games are lost at deployment than you realize and so yeah. thinking through all the way to turn seven not just what's happening on turn one and two is a huge is probably a huge part of that
0: yeah no it's, it's a really huge part of it um and even th- specifically like there's like four or five different things that I, I like to think about like what's gonna happen later game um where are my expensive pieces going to stand and potentially die? Um, and because that will f- influence, like, what and that that, th- that is thinking through. What can get to them? How can it get to them? What terrain ignoring things do those things have access to? Right. So, like, maybe the only thing that can deal with my colossal is like your Toro, and you have no Pathfinder out. Once I kill your Crucible Guard mechanic, so I will dance around this pond with my Colossal, and then eventually I'll kill your Grucible Guard mechanic, and then I'm fine, right? And then my Colossal just bullies the table for the rest of the game. Um, What are my infantry models going to do if they have to clump up a lot, or alternatively, if they are forced to spread out because of AoEs, and there are these like places that they can't go, or that will blunt them significantly? Um, Because there's often like these funnel points where infantry kind of naturally gravitate to, and if you're playing against Adjudicator and you do that, you lose. Yep. Um, yeah,
1: and so as a, as a terrain placer, you
0: want to try and create these problem areas. Yes. Because they're also fantastic like things for people to exploit or play well. Like, it's, a, it's an opportunity for players to play well.
1: Yeah, to, to show their skill.
0: Uh, And then, like the last thing that's like really important, there's a couple of other things, but the the really important thing is, where's my warcaster? Turn one, turn two, turn three. What happens if the left side of the table collapses? What happens if the right side of the table collapses? Where can my caster get to that is safe and relevant? Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And obviously, if and like some casters interact with this differently, like like Fiona is such a weird case because like she wants to be. In, you know, like on the killbox line 99% of the time, except for the feet, in which case she wants to be in your opponent's <laughs> zone. Yep. And so, like, yeah. thinking about how aggressive you need your caster to be, like, I often will say, okay, she wants to be right behind that building on my opponent's half of the board. That's perfect. Or, like, I really need her to charge twice and there's rough terrain on this side. So she needs to be on the right side, which means my whole game plan is going to be on the right side now.
0: Yeah conversely there's casters like striker one who's like i'm safe i'm safe i'm really safe and now i'm going to beeline it to the side of the table that i crushed and i'm never going to do anything other than spend focus up you spells yeah I so. casters. <laughs> <laughs> me too but you know what they win games dang it <laughs> but at what cost Jaden? at what cost archons eh, are fun <laughs> to play even without a caster that's true <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, that's as a as a terrain placer and also as a player, those are things that should be on your mind as you go into uh, building tables. Like for casual game night, it's a great thing to set up a table. Like I like to do this. I like to when I have more than one person, one set of games playing. I like to have one pair of people set up the train for the other pair, and I like to have and then vice versa. And then I like those people to conspire to make one side bad and to create those kinds of things. And then after the games talk about what made the game flow in, or like what critical points happened in the game and why. And a lot of the time it's because there was a terrain trap and one person didn't notice. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And yeah, you can't have one of the players do it because a, they would know by the traps and b um, picking which terrain is really important. Um, Some army, like if you're playing in Devourer's Hosts, forests are nothing but beneficial to them, um, whereas other armies are completely shut down by forests, things like that. Yep. Like forests are the only thing that matter to uh, Strange (laughs) Bedfellows. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Okay, so now I'm going to make Jaden review all the maps I've designed so far. Oh boy.
0: All right. (laughs) Here we go. Loading maps.
1: So, um, so there's two goals here. The first is I've made ten um, silly, themey maps with lots of insane terrain. Uh, we're gonna try mm-hmm. and make them more reasonable. Um, and also, there are five maps that we'll design, and we're gonna try and give them names uh, based on what they're trying to do. Okay. So, so let's start. So this is this, this is boarding action. It's supposed to be two pirate ships that are uh, uh, like right next to each other, and
0: there's like ramps across them. Why is there burning water? <laughs> Uh, there was an oil spill and it lit on fire. <laughs> okay. All right. So hold on. what I'm gonna do I'm gonna make notes. Okay. You, you mess I'm gonna, with it. I'm gonna add some scenarios real fast. I wanna look at a couple of things. Oh yeah So um, let me describe this for some for everybody listening. There are three approximately eight inch long water rectangles uh, with maybe five to eight inch, five to six inches of space between them going diagonally across the map almost at a forty five degree angle. Um, from uh, on a positive slope. Um, then there's two, there's an obstruction. Why do you have an obstacle the size of a building?
1: Because I got the names mixed up, which is really funny because there are t- there, are two, there are two buildings on this, and they're supposed to both be obstacles. No
0: obstruction. God, God
1: damn it! And one's an obstacle and one's an obstruction.
0: Okay. Well. <laughs> Okay, so there's supposed to be obstructions. There's two buildings, two obstructions, um, placed at about, I don't know, the one on my left is maybe 12 inches in, the one on the right is six inches in-ish. It looks like it barely follows scenario rules. Um, (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) Jaden. Then there's a wall in the center bottom uh, that is sort of slanted at a negative angle. Well, that's something we didn't even talk about. Uh, Never do 90-year... Zero
1: degree walls. Make
0: sure they're always curved. Yep. They're more interesting that way. And then there's a burning crater, which is a new kind of terrain, right? Yes. Craters are trenches that are round. <laughs> okay. So it's a burning crater, which is on... So, okay. So burning craters and burning rebels, if we follow the um, the rough terrain rule, are the same terrain feature. Um, one...
1: So the crater...
0: I guess ignore the crater blast. also ignored blast damage. Okay, yes. fine. So there's a burning crater way off on the left, and there's a burning rubble sort of in the middle on the top, and then there's dense fog in the center. Uh, center right. Um, okay. My initial impression is that the top is garbage, and I would never want it ever. Because there's two burning things, and an obstruction, and burning water in the center. So I'm gonna add some scenarios here real fast. We're gonna ignore bunkers, because we know it's changing. Um, huh. So, and this is one, something that's really fun with deciding tables on war table is that, um,
1: you can just cycle through the scenarios really quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. So this is, this is a scenario where the bottom half is ridiculously better. There's yeah. an obstruction <laughs> blocking half of the zone. There's dense fog and a burning rubble covering line of sight to a huge chunk of the zone and the bottom and that, uh, the wall, the obstacle in the middle is like, lets you probably cram three heavies behind it and still be in the zone behind a burning water, which is a cloud effect and rough terrain. Actually, from the top, you can't even see (laughs) most of the central zone. (laughs) Okay, so, like, Here's what's gonna happen is you're gonna and oh my gosh and the flag is not protected in any way shape or form from the legions of things that you can't see. This is a terrible map, Brett. <laughs> so this is too asymmetric. This is too. Okay, so like, yes, the burning water in the middle can't be burning water if the dense fog is also there. Um, that dense fog should like. Also, one, two, three, four, five, six, I did nine. You have nine. Okay, so just delete the dense fog. (laughs) There's already a burning rubble that I think is probably enough punishment. Because boy, (laughs) if you don't have if you don't have Pathfinder, you probably just lose if you're going if you're taking the top side. Uh, Okay, hold on. I'm gonna change the scenario and see if my opinion changes at all. Nope. (laughs) Invasion. This is just as bad. You can't. You still can't see most of the central or left zone if you're on the top. Um, anarchy the flag is in the fog. <laughs> well, this that's
1: actually advantageous for to the top player, right? Cuz they can grabs they can, can they can control it and
2: still be yeah, on the Yeah,
0: I guess so. But yeah, you still don't have line of sight to most of the left zone. You don't have line of sight to the left flag or the objective because you have essentially like a 14 inch long cloud wall there and then yeah like you can't even get into the left zone there's a huge obstruction there trying to cross from from zone to zone would be basically impossible for anything except for an archon and if your archon's just running around contesting you're probably losing um recon 2 basically the same thing that looks so bad. <laughs> so terrific. You can't even interact with the flag. Like, you can't even fit a colossal between that flag and that objective, I don't think. Hold on. I'm going to add a model here real fast. Um, um, add model. Just click on
1: the objective. Yeah, they're 4.2 inches away from each yeah, other.
0: Yeah, okay. So that doesn't work. Um, and then you can't even get into the left zone unless you go over the flag. <laughs> and. You can't and the objective on the bottom is protected by the wall? Oh my gosh. (laughs) So this is my first map. Yeah. Okay. So
1: so definitely remove so I think removing the dense fog is probably remove the
0: dense fog, move the obstruction on the top left over a little bit, and make the burning water not burning well, I guess if you delete the fog, it's probably fine. It would still be better to have the bottom but it wouldn't be actually soul crushing. Yeah, move the obstruction over, get rid of the dense fog. Okay, map two, castle siege. Oh, look. So smart. Are these supposed to be obstructions? (laughs)
1: Fuck, did I get it backwards? God, I got them all backwards. Yes, Yes, they're all backwards.
0: As an obstruction, the shape of a wall, and three obstacles, the shape of (laughs) obstructions. Okay, um... This is really interesting. I tend to favor the top on this one. Weirdly. Okay, so th- so what this is is he's basically made a triangle, a really really obtuse triangle with a central obstacle and an obstacle on each flank towards the top of the screen and then two water features that connect almost completely those obstacles in a downwards fashion. There's also a trench on the bottom left, a forest on the bottom right that I don't think will ever matter. A trench right next to the water feature, which makes no sense to me, but okay. And then an obstacle that he's labeled as an obstruction towards the top in the middle. So this is that classic, like you don't want to be on the convex side of things (laughs) because as the top player, first of all, you're immune to ambush, <laughs> like there's two obstacles blocking important parts like if you ambush hold on part of the deployment lines uh cancel uh deployment lines so if you ambush here add model pick a model let's do a four boat. Uh, that's got all right i, I chose four boater. so if you ambush here you're 14.2 inches from the flag so and if you ambush here you're 14.4 so if your speed how far are you from the water Okay, I'm going to turn off the deployment lines. Uh, So you move 8.2 inches to the water, which means that if you're speed 6 and don't have Pathfinder, you can't contest the flag that direction. (laughs) And you can this way, but all somebody would have to do is stick a large base in the way, and you couldn't anymore. So anything in the way.
1: I think I need to move the waters down. I think that's the big problem.
0: I think that's even worse. Oh, really? Yeah, because... Maybe... No, because it's... Because, alright, so say you go first and you're on the bottom. Well, maybe that's enough. I don't think
1: anyone's going to want to play on this table.
0: Probably, I don't know. I'd play If I if I won the roll, I'd choose second and take the top in a heartbeat. Um... Okay, so hold on. This is still all just on. On it's, uh, like, no, it's this actually on okay. it's really different on um, King of the Hill. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna change the scenario. Let's look at King of the Hill. Oh yeah, this is terrible for the top on King of the Hill. <laughs> Holy smokes! Actually, hmm. There's a really protected flag though. Yeah. And you've got an. Ob- and you've got an obstacle protecting you in the zone there. And. Uh. Actually, I think this is probably fine on King of the Hill. This is really weird. Yeah. Because you're going to have armies that, like, if you're on the top, you're going to filter in from the way left and the way right, but you're going to have a monster center, and your objective can give you Pathfinder, so something important can get over. I don't know. That's probably okay on that particular scenario. Uh, bunkers is a trash shoot. I think top is still better because you've got that protective flag and You can like park a whole bunch of models within, yeah. And it's interesting five that... inches of your opponent's zone. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really
1: interesting that the um, it's still advantageous. So, uh, on this in bunkers, the both the bottom rectangle and the right hand flag have a trench, um, that you can mm-hmm. stick a model in to control with. Um, it's just funny how. How much less valuable that is than a building that completely blocks line of sight to a flag.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. Okay. I'm going to look at Spread the Net because it's going to be hilarious. Uh, Yeah. Top is so much better here. (laughs) I gave you a trench. Yeah. (laughs) You like top can just take so much board space and most of the top zone is protected.
1: Yeah. Well, so what if I move the water further up to make it more of a punishment to the top player?
0: That would be better. I'm good luck balancing that. I'm going to look at a new map now. This one's giving me headaches. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this one's called Desert. Why do you have three sandstorms on this map, Brett? I I like
1: sandstorms.
0: Why are they so (laughs) relevant? (laughs) (laughs) Because I like...
1: Because they're basically the only relevant terrain, right? I mean, there's a forest that's nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh Bottom is so much better on this one. It's not even funny. <laughs> like okay, so again, so there's three sandstorms, which are terrain that block line of sight as if they were clouds, but they're not clouds. And if you're completely inside them, you weapons targeting you get minus three range if they're ranged weapons, and re- weapons that you shoot with get minus three range if you're completely inside them. But it doesn't stack with anything else. Not Kruger's windstorm, not storm Raptors flying high, not any of that. Uh, doesn't stack with any negative penalties. Negative penalties. A snipe will still work. And then there's a piece of rubble in the bottom central left. There's a piece of rubble on the top central exactly. There's a forest protecting the top flag on Spread the Net specifically, but probably not any other scenario. And then there's... But well, there's one of these sandstorms are protecting the flag on the, on the left. And then there's... A, Brett, you got them backwards again. God damn it! <laughs> there's, an <laughs> obstacle, there's an obstacle protecting the bottom zone. There's an obstacle protecting but the top li- zone. Oh, fuck, linear obstacle. God damn it. But you also have this like sliver of obstacles that you can put a, put a model contesting with behind cover from most angles and line of sight blocked by the sandstorm from most other angles so this is another case of the convex just being um better or sorry the concave being better than the convex uh let's check out another scenario real fast let's look at invasion oh yeah oh yeah top sucks (laughs) (laughs) top is complete garbage I thought that forest would be nice and the wall the forest is nice. The wall is... Okay, so here's the thing. The wall is a super double-edged sword. Okay. Like, if you put a model on the way, way downside, way, like, the, the small point of the wall right here, right, like, okay. uh, and I'm putting it at, like, the thin side of the wall all the way to the left here, it's just impossible to get at without giving it cover from most directions.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan.
1: Okay. So what should I do to this one?
0: I would drop the central sandstorm completely. <laughs> the, the, the middle the, of the, the largest one. Yeah. The biggest one. Um, and I would change the bottom rubble to a trench as compensation because they also have to deal with this obstacle. That's not going to be good for them most of the time. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's like
2: that. Yeah.
0: All right. Are we doing all of these? Oh, yeah. That's... All right. Just Which buckle one's... in for like a two-hour podcast, everybody. Which one's uh, this? This is Fall of Lail. Well, this is supposed to be a city. Yeah, hard, hard to do. It's hard to do. Um, so Making obstacles right. Nope. No. <laughs> uh, no. Not at all. Um. Wow, this is actually. Oh, never mind. That left-hand obstacle makes the bottom and the yeah, the bottom is better. Okay, so again, there's a line of obstructions in the middle that are slight, that are concave if you're on the bottom and convex if you're on the top, and uh, they're just bad for the person <laughs> on the top. Like they're protecting so much of the table. Um,
1: Yeah, I tried to put more annoying stuff on the bottom. Like, there's two Burning Rebels and an obstacle in your deployment zone. I'd still take that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, And it might not even be in your deployment zone. It's in the kill box. It's not in your deployment zone. Unless you go second. Yeah. And and then it is. But, like... hmm. Okay, hold on. I'm looking at another scenario. Let's look at Anarchy. Oh, yeah. I really hate Anarchy. It It screws us up so badly. Uh... I think this is still better for bottom. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not. That flag is super protected.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm, that one's tough. That might be about even. Unless they have
1: wind. Unless they have wind. Uh, unless they have wind win blast.
0: blast. Yeah. Like all, of, <laughs> all of these tables so far like Vlad 2 having the time of his life just ignoring the universe. Because well, I made it a burning building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. Okay. Um, I think this is probably okay. So, okay, I, I think the big, this map is probably okay, actually.
1: Um, so, I think the big difference with this map is that it's a lot wider. There's a lot less stuff in the center.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah, I think this is probably fine. It'd be annoying as heck, but <laughs> boy, would you be able to outplay some people if you if you were thinking about your game here. Okay, um, Forest Edge. I I fucking hate tall grass. I don't know what it's for. I don't know either. Um, this is so much better for the bottom half of the table. I don't even know what to say. There's, there's a con. There's a, there's three forests that are making this three bubble. Large, large forests. Large <laughs> forests. like eight inches, nah, seven inches long, three inches, four inches thick. Um, and they're making this this sort of bubble that's super duper beneficial to the bottom half of the table and sucks ridiculously bad for the top because like the forest that's close to the top flag isn't even protecting it from half the table from half the board. And then the the two obstructions that are supposed to maybe be bad aren't really because there's still <laughs> hidey holes in them, and it's protecting the objective from that entire zone.
1: Uh, I also like that you basically can't get a colossal from the bottom right into the right right middle.
0: You can't no, <laughs> you there, absolutely there, cannot. They're, they're five inches apart. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it. It still doesn't. No. Yeah. This is this is not not okay. great. I don't think. Uh so delete an obstruction, move a force basically to where it was. Yes, that would be better, I think. Okay. Yeah. I think I named him right this time though. Yes, you did. Yep. Well done. <laughs> Necrofactory. Acid rubble. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I hate you. <laughs> okay. You got your obstacles and obstructions backwards again.
2: Did I fuck? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i've only got it right once so far i got yeah. half on the first one
0: all right i don't even know how to evaluate this map
1: <laughs> actually
0: do I, need, do I need to turn off some of the uh, burning maybe it's just more that like okay so it's got three really well defensively placed obstructions for the bottom half of the table it's got two well-placed defensively obstacles for the bottom half of the table and then there's an acid rubble right in the middle on the kill box line <laughs> uh, so like it's really well positioned defensively and there's a dense fog as well to block line of sight but at the same time these are all on the bottom half of the middle line so the top half of the table you can claim a ton of board space i actually think this might be the best balance one you've made Woo! that's one wow. look <laughs> let's look at those
1: scenarios Anarchy uh, yeah, good.
0: let's look at yeah, let's look at not anarchy because anarchy is the worst. Um, huh. Okay, I think this one is slightly advantaged bottom. Yeah, the walls aren't
1: relevant to terrain, but they're really relevant for like.
0: Well, and the objective is super protected. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that was invasion. Let's look at recon. Uh, yeah, I'd still play bottom. Ninety percent of the time, you get protected from ambush on both sides. Your flag and objective are protected by an obstruction. You've got really, really relevant walls for your warcaster to run between all game. There's burning rubble between your opponent's flag and objective. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I was proud. I was proud of that one. <laughs> uh, spread the net. Oh, that's really interesting.
2: Yeah.
0: I think it's still better for bottom because the burning rubble and the dense fog are so much line of sight blocking to the flag, and then the obstacle protect or the obstruction protects it Also, gosh dang it, your your wrong labels are making me do this badly. <laughs> but there is a super protected flag up there on the top. Yeah, I don't know. I like this map. I'd like to play on this a couple of times. Okay, so no All changes. Right. No, I don't think t- change it right now. Night cool. on Blight Mountain. Oh boy. <laughs> you uh, also you got them backwards again. <laughs>
1: So this means that I looked it up, I wrote it down, I carefully double checked it and was wrong the whole time.
0: Yeah. So he's got three acid forests, three <laughs> acid, two acid rebels, two acid craters and then an obstacle that's blocking off the top left and an obstruction that's blocking off the bottom right. Uh.
1: So I, I intentionally put the building, the obstruction, in the really important spread the net spot. Right. Where okay, you well, want to contest both zones.
0: Because this is screwy. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> <so effective. laughs> Okay. But, so. but you can't score the zone and the flag with the same model. <laughs> that's true, but you can't do that anyway unless you have only your war caster. Sure. <laughs> Whew, this is... Uh... This is a spicy one, Brett. <laughs> Turns out when you add acid to everything, <laughs> things get weird. I can't tell which one of these is better. My inclination is still top because you have this nice convex line of forests here mm-hmm. and that the, the, ob- the obstacle in the zone here completely stops the spread the net zone from getting scored or contested by opponents in a lot of positions. It's really good in the middle of this zone. It lets you can test really nicely on bunkers. You can. Hmm. Can you see this flag from the other side of this forest? You can see the flag, but I don't think that's going to be touching it. Uh, if you can, s- oh yeah, fair enough. Hmm. I don't know. This one's wonky. I think so it's the- too much acid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that should. That's like that's the design philosophy behind all these maps.
0: Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I changed this one, but I'd certainly like to play test this with you like eight or, seven, eight or ten times and just watch you weep on your own creation. Okay, so swamp. Did I get it right? Nope. Uh, no, no, you did not. Um, look, more acid. So this is three forests in a line, positive slope, two acid baths in central ish locations opposite each other. Acid rubble, an obstru- an obstacle that's really good for the top, an obstacle that's kind of mediocre for the bottom, and an obstruction that's. We're fairly even.
1: Yeah, it's not, it's kind of weird for bunkers.
0: It's, yeah, bunkers it's is weird. devastating on King of the Hill.
2: <laughs> mm.
0: Nobody's scoring that top zone ever, or that, that <laughs> left, left zone. Left ever. zone, correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm inclined to think that Bottom is still better on this map because the forests are more advantageously placed. Mm -hmm. So maybe Uh, I need to move the forest back a little to make it more like Blight Mountain. Maybe. Alright, Trench Warfare. Well, you weren't kidding, that's a lot of trenches. I think this is probably better for Bottom just because there's two trenches compared to one uh and that's probably fine i think that's a good enough of an advantage but it's not like overwhelming because you can be in those trenches can you be in those trenches and and be relevant on a zone or a flag on every scenario nope not spread the net not invasion okay maybe one of those trenches needs to be farther up not anarchy uh oh you you think the bottom needs to be better Yes, I'd like one of those trenches to be relevant to the bottom's plan on every scenario. Okay. Because the top gets a trench that's good on every scenario. Okay, your last one is called Volcano. Uh, burning water again. <laughs> hey, you got these ones right. <laughs>
1: Holy shit!
0: That's two! <laughs> two for ten. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um hmm, this is weird. Top looks really good until you see that both of those obstructions basically screw any chance of a huge base interacting with, the, with that the, side of the map. The entire right side of the board, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that obstacle on the bottom left is, man, I'm, I'm having to stop myself from flipping it because I'm so used to having to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, uh, this looks really good. I like this one. I play on this.
1: That was actually the first one I made. That's funny.
0: Nice. Alright, <laughs> let's look at, um, at Will's. Hey, Ooh, look at that sweet art. Yeah.
1: So, the terrain is uh, demonstrably smaller than when I designed it. So, it may have to be moved. Yeah. Um, maybe.
0: Okay, so. What are Will's notes on this one? Let's just read those off. Um, this is... So-
1: So for map one, uh, he said this is his standard uh, steamroller setup.
0: Okay. So this has, let me describe. On the bottom, there's a piece of rubble, uh, maybe halfway, like slightly right of center, and maybe 16 inches up. There's a forest in the same place, but on the left. There's an obstruction on the left slanted negatively, but it's closer to the side. There's a forest, a very big forest, protecting the top area um, actually, it's bad for the top. It's it's that sort in, of kidney bean shape that's, Yeah, yeah, an invasion It's that sort of kidney bean shape that's really good for one side and bad for the other. And then there's another forest on the other side. There's a cloud in the middle. That's a cloud, right? Yes. Okay. It looks like a nice pond. Um, there's a cloud in the middle. There's a big, big, big puddle on the top and another obstruction on the top. I think, in general bottom is favored because unpacking on the top side looks like a freaking nightmare
2: mm-hmm.
0: Also there's a nice wall but this is on, uh, this is on Recon 2 let's check something else out let's look at spread the net because everything changes Oh yeah it's way better for um, bottom because like the flag is protected by that uh, obstruction the other flag you have to be in the forest to be on it. Mm-hmm. Um you have very little st- and you- oh man this forest even helps protect that flag and then this forest on the top is terrible for that zone it blocks off half of it from line of sight from the top and you have to be on the bad side of it to be in the zone Yeah um should I make the cloud bigger?
2: Uh yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. All cool. right and the what what do we name this one? <laughs> I don't know. I just call I just leave them as what they are. Really? That bothers me. All right, that's fine. I mean, okay, what would this be? This would be two cottages. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm going like to call two it, Cottages in the Wood. I'm going to call it Hamlet. Hamlets. Two Hamlets. <laughs> no, Hamlet is a small city, right? Yeah, I know. I'm just yeah. giving you crap. Oh, okay. Two cottages. All right. Uh, I like, yeah, I mean, this is a Will scenario and it's had a lot of thought behind it. And uh, it's it's really well designed. Yeah. So it's. it's
1: Yeah, as long as the terrain changing size and shape didn't affect too much, it'll probably be fine.
0: There's nothing like objectively... Like, the top is not terrible to play on, but it's definitely worse. Yeah. Right? Like, once you get past the line of awful, it's better, but... I'm a little worried that the center is way open. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, maybe that cloud just needs to be massive. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Okay, load map. Similar to... Whoa, this is very similar. I guess that makes sense because no, this is exactly the same. It's not exactly the same, it's just it's similar. Um, the obstructions that you got backwards on this one are are huge, though. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the things that I said about the the other one are are similar on this one. I think top is wait. St- what? Yeah, uh, see? Like I said, they're more or less. Okay. Uh I think there's a mistake somewhere. Okay, cool. We'll ignore that one. Sorry. Steamroller three. Ah. Okay.
1: This map this matches
0: his notes. So that's okay. this one is sweet. So Will and Tyson have this thing where they cut up big forest map uh terrain pieces and then they t- put them in triangles from each other in in place of one forest. And so you get some really interesting like small line-of-sight blocking things that are also, like, not super advantageous for, um, like, hiding a huge number of things behind. And they funnel stuff really well. It's super cool. Um, Top is better on this map. There's a central trio forest on the scenario, yeah. Um, There's an obstruction that's mislabeled again on (laughs) on the bottom, but it's bad for the bottom on uh, Spread the Net. There's a really well-placed obstacle in the middle for the top and then there's, like, you know, a trench that Top probably takes advantage of better in a lot of cases, depending. Yeah. Uh, at least on this scenario. Let's look at Anarchy. Um, I think Top is still better. They've got a protected flag, protected objective. Yeah. Top is still better. But it's uh, it's certainly playable from both sides. What are his notes on this one? Uh, so this one...
1: Breaks up the center terrain feature into small force and has a huge base lockout area. Um, And this is the one where he specifically mentions that it's hard to move from left to right um, because of that bottom left obstruction.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. The obstruction is hard and there's also often going to be an objective right there. So they're not going to be able to move very quickly at all. And the mm-hmm. obstacle on the top is going to be really bad for them as well, because there's going to be important things behind that that the huge base model is not going to be able to get to very easily. Yes.
1: So yeah, if you have this if you have a huge base going up the center, it's not going to be able to
0: affect the left mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a cool scenario. I would call this one Three Trees. I call it Trinity. Sure. I like that. Uh, Steamroller 4. Oh... Yeah, they, they get spicier. <laughs> this is a spicy little number. <laughs> two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's got nine pieces of terrain for one thing. So there's three forests. They're spread very far apart. There's two on the bottom, one on the top. There's a cloud and a water feature on the top in the center-ish. There's a big, 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 big obstruction in the in the middle on the top, and a medium-sized obstruction on the middle on the bottom. And there's an obstacle that's really good for the top on the right. And there's a trench on the right as well. Um so his notes are,
1: um, obviously, the two obstructions make it so huge bases hate the center of the map, both mm-hmm. going up the center and transitioning through it. Um, mm-hmm. And you'll notice that only one side heavily cares about Pathfinder.
0: Yeah, the, the right side doesn't care, like, almost at all.
1: Yeah. Um, except
0: charging over the wall. That's the except only for thing. charging over the wall, yeah. But to be, mm, I need to see models. Let's give me Omadamos and a Desolator. All right, so say this Desolator is towing this zone. Can Omadamu still reach it with 2-inch melee and be on the other side of the wall? He can. Okay, so the really important thing is you cannot contest this, or you can't be behind this wall and in the zone, at least on uh, anarchy, and s- not be charged by 2-inch melee models. Uh, I think that's an important design. <laughs> I think so as well. That's really, really interesting. That's actually super good. Um, yeah, like, there's there is... Basically, no spot where you can be safe from a two-inch melee charge. That's really cool. Um, yeah, the
1: vertical obstacle or obstruction is really interesting to me because it doesn't really protect the flag,
0: Mm-mm. but it does but it's super to... protects that objective. Yeah, from the right side at least, and the bottom one protects that objective from the top mm-hmm. or from the from the left in a large part. Let's look yeah. at a not as waxy. Ba-
1: yeah, this basically turns the game into two separate games because of those obstacles. It's insane. Mm-hmm
0: right yeah like i'm looking at this on spread the net now the, the top flag is incredibly well protected and now it's actually immune to charges that have two inch melee if they stop on the other side of the flag so that's really really quite strong um but then the flip side of that is the top left zone sucks
1: oh it's so bad
0: <laughs> there's just water <laughs> like why <laughs> right and so like the water is like the natural gateway to the like It's on the, the apex between the, the rectangle and the circle zone, so you're going to have to interact with that if you're playing on the top. Um, yeah, I it's int- fascinating.
1: I intentionally put the flag so that you have to be in the forest
0: in order to control it on the bottom. Yeah. That, looks, that looks about like a thing Will would do. I think... I think bottom is slightly better. It's a hard call. <laughs> my, okay, so here's my reasoning. This forest, this water, and this obstacle are going to funnel your opponent's army like this, and they're always going to come to right here. Yes. And so, if you have any kind of control effects, like line of sight blocking, creation stuff, or covering fires, wind blast, god help you.
1: Like, like, where are you going to put your guns? You just put a five-inch wind blast; they're useless.
0: Right. Um, So, like, yeah, you have to come into this spot and you have to be able, like, and if you if you see that, you can set up your things to threaten that spot really aggressively, and, like, boom, can put down covering fires, um, you can, and, and it's going to be really hard to interact with parts of the table as well, coming in like this, because you can prevent charges, and then, I, if you gun really hard for your flag, you're not getting cover unless you're getting charged. I think bottom is better just because it sucks to move so much on this one and the thing is like a lot of maps when you you can also
1: contest the flag from the trench
0: oh that's really important (laughs) yeah that's really important so yeah bottom's better uh the reason is like even though top looks like it's got a couple really well defended areas most maps you eventually get through the sucky terrain if you get the sucky side right you don't on this one i just don't think you're ever gonna have a turn where you're not like ah there's this thing and i hate it and it's it's relevant every turn. Um, okay, so what do we call this
1: one? Um, split something. Banana split. <laughs> Some something with split in the name. Uh, yeah. Oh,
0: I'll work on it. Okay. All right, cool. All right, let's look at the last one. Uh, oh, oh, it's a house divided. A house divided. Just, there you go. Boom. Just to get a little political on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a really interesting map.
1: So he specifically mentions that this one is heavily skewed towards top and bottom, or to to side choice.
0: Yeah, bottom is way better. Unless you have huge bases. Um, Oh, no. No, no, No. bottom is... Top is terrible if you have huge bases. Yeah. Bottom is way better. So it's got that sort of trio of forests that are convex on the bottom. Again, there's a nicely placed uh, obstacle that will keep a caster safe in a very relevant position outside the kill box. The top has a big old water feature and then a really annoyingly placed obstruction that does almost nothing in a humongous forest that also doesn't do a whole lot. And spread them out. Yeah, uh, maybe can them up. Uh, yeah, like the top just looks really, really difficult to play on. Oh my gosh, and recon two, like the top has a really protected flag and you'll be able to contest. But like this this obstruction is preventing you from me- meaningfully influencing the zone unless you come right between your flag and the objective and then you're gonna get gummed up there. But on the other side, there's the water feature in the forest, so you're gonna get gummed up there and yikes. Yeah, just like yeah. Okay, this one uh, this one's called Choose Wisely. <laughs> sure. Uh no no, Called it the Pathless Traveled. The Pathless Traveled, nice. Yeah. Alrighty. So that's all the maps that we've got so far. I think we're going to do like four five. or five more, five more. So yeah, that sounds an like 20. Sounds like we should make will do them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Will's been doing this for years and years and years, and I made silly maps that are and silly. You, and you made silly <laughs> maps that are thematic and fun. <laughs> yeah. Um yep. So, those are all of the maps that are on war table right now. So when you get to start playing with this next Wednesday, uh, you can blame yeah. Brett for most of it.
1: <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't change the name of Will's maps just so people know to know No, I want them to. I want them to be punished. I want them to play on a table that's entirely acid. <laughs> <laughs> sure.
0: And okay, so here's the other thing about War Table, guys. If you don't like the terrain, you can click on the Move Terrain button and click on a piece of terrain and hit the Remove button. And then you can click on the add terrain button and add terrain and put it wherever you want.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and send me feedback when you do that. And so I can start seeing when people get pissed off at terrain and I can start telling you that I can either ignore your advice or uh, actually change the. Standard
0: <laughs> <apps>. <laughs> yep. All right. I think that's it. We did it. So as we go into our ending stuff. Wow, that's a lot of note bre- notes, Brett. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I took notes on every say. That's fair. All righty. So, huge thanks to our patrons on Patreon. Uh, you guys, we, we are flabbergasted and amazed that you guys are continuing to give us so much support. We know things are rough for everybody. So, for those of you that are contributing, thank you very much. Um, also, War Table has a Patreon. I highly recommend checking it out. I think it's just patreon.com slash war table, but I could be wrong about that. So just Google war table patreon and it shows up as the first thing.
1: Um, um, we also forgot to mention that if you want to play around before Wednesday, the war online for judgment it has you know the same basic mechanics. Yes, yeah. See how cool it is.
0: Also, judgment's a wonderful game and you should <laughs> play it because it's awesome. Um, our Patreon is patreon.com slash LOS War Machine and uh, Helps me be motivated to make terrain art for things when I'm not really a visual artist at all. Uh, um, yeah. Also, huge thanks to Broken Egg Games for their support. They're going to be lending their terrain art and zone art and flag art and token art, even I think, to War Table. Um, and they're just they're just big help to us uh and i think they're great for the community so if you go to their web store and use the code l-o-s-5-c-o-d-e you'll get five percent off of your order huge thanks to tyson for sponsoring us he's the guy who runs figurepainters.com he's will's partner in crime he's also helping us critique things for war table and uh his stuff is fantastic you can see it at figurepainters.com or you can see it on los if you look at the hobby sections most of my armies are based with his stuff because it's awesome um our website is loswarmachine.com and we'll be writing more, or at least I will be once I get done overachieving at work, which for me, since I'm a teacher, is over in five weeks. <sighs> Thank heavens. Uh, our Twitter is at los underscore Chandler, Chandler at los underscore Jaden, and at chook obsess underscore ll. If I'll have to be honest since the hensroll scroll stopped tweeting, I've stop checking (laughs) um you should definitely
1: join our discord um that is where that is going to be where you find and set up games for war table it's going to be where you give feedback to the developer um highly recommend joining
0: it for purposes of online gaming yeah and our discord uh, has a link in the show notes that's been there forever so um come join us and say hi um as soon as war table goes live the war table channels and things for um, looking for games, uh, feedback and error reporting and feature requests will be live as well. Um, there might be, I think we might actually link our Patreons into the feature requests channel. That might be one of the perks for being a Patreon. We'll find out. Not sure about that
2: one yet. What?
0: I don't, I don't care. <laughs> okay, uh, you can email us at loswarmerhordes at gmail.com because LOS War Machine was taken already apparently and you can message Brett Chandler or myself on Facebook we're pretty friendly
1: just And um, if you do message us by name, make sure that you refer to us by the wrong name. It's been really funny these last couple
0: of weeks, and we really appreciate it that. It has. Been. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has led us to decide that we should probably stream games of D&D at conventions when they start <laughs> up again, because nobody will be able to tell who anybody is. It'll be glorious. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, that was episode 122 of Line of Sight. We hope it was at least a little bit useful. And uh, Hey, it was useful to me. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> data entry junior data entry specialist is what you've been upgraded <laughs> to i think which is still not a paying
1: job i might, I might
0: add
1: <laughs> you're right
2: I
0: did, get a, I did get a raise but it was a percentage unfortunately yes all righty well uh, we'll see you next week everybody bye